Hey, Paul Goody. Hey, Ben Lawrence. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Um, the car, uh, this is the Prius. Uh, I think, I think this was an issue already when you were here. Um, the, the under panel was zip tied. Do you remember this? I rem um, yeah, you told me something along those lines. There's like, I think it's called the air dam was loose. And, um, so the air dam was loose. I had it zip tied and the zip ties finally uh, don't do the job. <laughs> they have one job. And so, yeah, it was, it needs to get fixed, uh, which is too bad because, you know, I was almost ahead of the game as far as well, you having, know, I, you could just, one of my goals in life would be to, to have like any extra money. <laughs> like like at all i don't know what to do with this money right it would be nice but uh i'm sure that comes with its own set of problems well you know as, uh, you could just remove the entire thing and and lose about one to two uh miles per gallon oh is that is that what it's there for i have no idea i'm just assuming it's a it's it's a little pl black plastic piece that goes along the underside of the front of the car right Yep. Yeah, so it's there to um, either act as a, uh, like you say, an air dam. So, I mean, that makes it sound like it's it doesn't help with the aerodynamics of the car, but it probably does something. It's also mm -hmm. there to protect the underside of the engine compartment. Right, and that's and that's part of the thing is that it the, a Prius in general sits so low. Yeah. That it that it gets damaged more often in that manner. <laughs> well, they're so heavy because of all the that's, batteries. That's, oh, is that is that part of it? Oh, I, I don't. I, believe nah, I don't think so. I'm making fun. All right. Well, so so yeah, um, things are going all right. Uh, Fallout seventy six is out. Um, <laughs> as you know, I'm a, a a video game fan when it comes to that franchise. So it's out of it's out um, of beta. It's out of beta, um, and it went live on the fourteenth. Actually, on the thirteenth at eleven p.m. for me, anyway. Uh, and again, uh, work was nice enough to, <clears throat> and I I did not again. I was very straightforward. I said I am playing this game. This is <laughs> the thing. So. So they allowed me to uh, use some of my vacation time to take time off to play it. It was uh, very nice. If you're going to use vacation time, it didn't really sound like they needed to allow you to do it. Well, well, no. I mean, but the thing is, I, I mean, uh, it was it was like that day, kind of the or the, well the day. The day that it came out, I was like, hey, can I take tomorrow off? And they were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, that's that's normally not how businesses in my... Um, no, they generally like you to give them a bit of an advance warning. Yes, exactly. Um, but luckily, I had done enough of my stuff that, you know, uh, it would be okay. Yeah. And it was okay. Oh. And and also, I didn't take all of it off. I worked like about three hours. Ah, uh, how dare you! I um, yeah, I, know. I uh, I watched finally last night Solo, a Star Wars movie. Have you seen this one? Oh, I have not seen it. Ah, um, well, I'm gonna. How, how did I'm you like it? I'm gonna say something about it, and it it doesn't contain any spoilers, even by your weird okay. standards. Um, all right, all right. So. Uh, at the very end, uh, oh no! <laughs> uh, there's a twist. No, um, it was fine. <laughs> oh, I, you know, it was all right. It got a lot of hate, and uh, it was like because of its poor box office reception. Um, Disney yeah. was like, "Yeah, we're no longer doing Star Wars offshoots. We're just gonna stick to the main movies now." Uh, um, well, can can I can I um, can I say Star Wars? Uh, solo Star Wars story spoilers. Okay. Because I read something. You re okay. Okay. Uh, and you saw it. I watched right? it last night. So, 
Um, I read a thing. I think it was cracked.com. Yeah. Are where they, they were like, they still okay. Around? Yeah. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's character. How long was he just standing behind a thing waiting to come out? You know what I mean? When, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was a moment where he, he made a, uh, an appearance that was, per- that was perfectly and, timed. And people were just like, is he just back there? Like, like he's backstage going, okay. All right. Any second now, my moment's going to come and I'll be out there. Uh, not yet though. Not yet. I'm going to be. Yeah. So I don't know anything but about the, the show exactly, but I knew that twist already. Yeah. Simply because I read that thing. Meh. It's um, not big of a spoiler. You, you, do you remember, uh, I think we might have even talked about this on the podcast, the, the problem with Solo, A Star Wars Story? What did we talk about? What happened? What happened behind the scenes? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How- I really honestly think if those guys had done the movie, it would be very popular and people would really love it. Well, I, was, I, was, I, was think- I wasn't thinking about that specifically, but uh, after the film... I uh, I started thinking about how you know how it was like not a loss leader. I'm sure Disney slash Lucasfilm made a lot of money off of it, but and I wrote this on Facebook, but you're not on Facebook, so I'll just I'll just tell you and the world yeah. who are listening. I think within the next twenty years, maybe even in the next five or ten, Disney is going to figure out a way. To replace Alden Ehrenreich's face, and that's the guy who played Han Solo, to replace Alden Ehrenreich's face with a young Harrison Ford, and they will they will remove Alden Ehrenreich's voice and replace it with a synthesized Harrison Ford dialogue track, and re-release it, and the movie is going to become a monster hit. Ah, and and there will be. There will be uh, so Disney's not going to allow streaming of the original movie with Alden Ehrenreich in it because that's how that's how Disney works. So I think that uh, theaters are going to have copies of the original movie and they're going to show screenings of the Chevy version of the film because it's the non-Ford version. Uh, and uh, that's nice. But here, but. But then I imagine people asking, so do you think they're going to replace Donald Glover's face with Billy D. Williams? And I'm like, no, I think they're going to replace Billy D. Williams in Empire and Jedi with Donald Glover. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get Donald Glover when he's that age. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, here's the thing. It, we are there now to do it badly. Right. Right? Yeah. Totally. In 10, 15 years, yeah, yeah, you'll do, it'll be, it'll be, you know, something that will happen a lot. I think, I think it's going to be something where if this, if this situation happens specifically, it's going to have to mm-hmm. wait until after Harrison Ford passes away because yes. I don't think he would, I, he would not want to either A, have part in it and or B, approve it. Yeah, like he would not approve his likeness to be used. Um, and you know, there's precedent with that. We talked about this before. Um, with uh, of all people, another Glover, Crispin Glover. Uh, Back to the Future Two. That's right. They used a mold of his face uh, to make a, a mask that a, a guy wore, and he, I think they settled out of court. I want to say. Yeah, I don't know how it ended. But but yeah, um he he was in the right in the end, I think is what happened. They yeah. they decided that he was correct that they well, I, used his it, likeness. Yeah, it was something like they didn't even ask. <laughs> yeah, no, they had it and they just yeah, yeah. exactly. So, they didn't ask now, and from he, what didn't, I understand, he didn't get paid. Right. He they approached him for for the movie to do the sequel. He wanted more money than they wanted to give him, uh, and so they just used right. used this as a uh, as an option. So so yeah, but I mean, I'm just I'm think I don't know the law that well, but I'm thinking that that precedent could be used for digital uh, 
uses of, of people's faces. Yeah. Ooh, what about this? What if they paid Harrison Ford as much as it would cost him to star in the film? He doesn't have to do any work. He just right. shows up. But let's just and... pretend that he was paid his, you know, whatever it would cost him, you know, uh, or whatever, however him which, however much he would charge, five, six million dollars. I don't even know yeah. what Harrison Ford demands these days. I think he, I think he would do it, and I think <clears throat> that he would show up on talk shows and go, "Hey, I look pretty good, <laughs> don't I?" But there's, there is also uh, instances where that technology has been uh, used for good. And right now I'm thinking of when Brandon Lee died during the making of The Crow. Oh, yeah. And they it wasn't so much um, like CGI trickery. I think it was more still like practical um, negative effects at the time. Yeah. Because this is like 92, 93, something like that. So yep. um, yeah, but they they still did the movie trickery to make to make uh, some scenes look like it was Brandon Lee. Man, that's something. When people say, "What can you? Uh, what is it that you could explain to kids these days that they wouldn't believe?" Uh, how cool the crow was. How much? How much? I mean, I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought the crow was a very good movie. Um. If they saw it now, I don't know if they'd think that. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know how well it has aged. Yeah, and I, it was kind of. I heard it hasn't aged well. I somebody I know saw it recently. Might have been one uh, somebody from the Perfect Pound crew, maybe Cole, who said, "Yeah, that yeah, it hasn't maybe aged well." But uh, but you have you know, um. Whatever you call it, uh, da, 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 the Matrix. Yeah. When it came out, that genre of film, that sort of, you know, one person, even though he had a crew and everything like that, <clears throat> you know, one person fighting people, kind of got reset. I think a little bit. Like in the in the eighties and stuff like that, you had all sorts of. You know, one a person lost everything, and now they're you know one man right right killing thing. Yeah. What's that? And the crow was <laughs> was sort of a a penultimate thing of that because the idea is he dies and he comes back to life. It's very goth. Yeah. Uh, My life with the thrill kill cult actually is in that movie. Uh, which is cool, and I I wouldn't necessarily say My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult is goth. But it was definitely in a. It, it was goth adjacent, anyway. Goth adjacent. I would say. They were they were next to, but not quite wholly into goth. It's sort of a goth and cyberpunk Venn diagram, and then they're kind of in the middle there. Yeah. I want to say. I don't. I mean, I've I've heard of them, but I don't really know their music. Oh, uh, I really like them. Um, it's it's an interesting story. They. They originally uh, were going to do... It was either a documentary or a film. I forget which. Not that documentaries aren't film, people listening. <laughs> I, I just mean... A documentary uh, or a narrative. That's right. Um, called My Life at the Thrill Kill Cult. And they decided to do their own music for it. And when they were doing their own music for it, they're like, you know what? We should just do this. <laughs> and then they became a band. That's a story that I heard anyway. Ah. I saw them in Columbia, Missouri, and I thought they were really good. Yeah, I've never um, haven't haven't heard them. But speaking of documentaries, I watched a documentary recently. I watched um, King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Have you seen oh, this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I've I've heard of it. Um, two guys uh, compete to to um, see who can play it the longest or who can get the highest score it's, or what was it's the... who can get the highest score on donkey kong that's yeah. verified by uh this one company first of all and then by guinness uh afterwards and uh it's it, i watched it because i saw a news story where like the villain of the movie it turns yeah. it turns out that he cheated yeah, I saw that news article. Uh, I think Boing Boing linked to it. Yeah, 
and, and by by oh speak by, about which still ch- not on Twitter for for <laughs> the last time that I stopped. Oh yeah, I saw that you had uh, removed yourself again, and I I almost got to the point where I uh, I replied and asked uh, you know for bets on how long it would be until you came back, but but last time we did that, nobody betted at all. Um. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but but yeah, so you saw that documentary. How was it? It was fun. It was good. It was um It was it was interesting because I've never been much of a video gamer and yeah. arcades just kind of, you know, I I enjoy being in arcades, but I also have this sort of this anxiety sense of memory of being around them because I spent so much time just waiting for my friends to finish playing. When I was a kid, oh yeah, because I was, you know, I would, I would just burn through all the quarters because I was terrible. And yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally understand that, that feeling. And when computer games on, for me anyway, when computer games came out for PCs, it was like a revelation because you didn't have to pay anymore. Right. Right. That was the you could just play them. Yeah, that was the allure of Nintendo for me. It's like I want a Nintendo because I'm <laughs> I'm done begging my dad for quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, uh, what one of the things I was gonna say. Uh, speaking of documentaries, <laughs> uh, there's a guy who did the documentary. Uh, what was it? Room two three seven. Is that what it's called? Uh, from the over the shining. Uh, yeah, the shining. I yeah. think it's two three seven. Um, did you ever see that documentary? I did not, no. It's all these different people with their, uh, their hypotheses about The Shining. <laughs> okay. It was, Jennifer got bored really fast, but I, I liked it. <laughs> um, he also did what this same documentary and did something called The Nightmare, which is about sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. So he's doing a documentary called A Glitch in the Matrix. Which is a about the concept of you know the world being a simulation, right? And he's looking for people to talk about it. Obviously, uh, I put my hat in the ring because <laughs> I could talk about it for a very very long time. <laughs> yeah, you but should just I don't know. Point him to this uh, to this podcast and the episodes where we yeah. talk about that. I I don't I don't know how um he might he might contact me he might not I I said I had three caveats uh one was that uh I've been on reality TV before and I don't know what the NDA is on that right now but I would love to you know like that's one of the things is that we might have to steer clear from that but being on a reality television show, the idea of the world being a simulation is kind of, you know, wheels within wheels within wheels kind of. Right. Uh, and I've talked about that on here, too, about how, I mean, it's people are like, well, it's not real, right? Because you have a, a time that you have to be there and a place and you're doing something. I'm like, yeah, but the weird thing is that if you think about your life. You have a time that you have to be and a place you have to be there and stuff you're expected to do. It's it's just that you don't have people there filming you. I'm pretty sure it's sh- still the same exact I'm pretty yeah, sure ahead, I'm pretty sure that uh whatever you signed does not prohibit you from being on anything else. But but what I mean is talking about talking about the mechanics of how reality TV works. It's it's probably it's, I'm sure that you cannot like say names or give specifics, but you yeah. can talk about the concept. I don't think they have that much I, control over you after all these years. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think that when you're not supposed to talk about, it, you're not supposed to say like I'm betting cuz this was a boilerplate contract. You're not supposed to say like who won, for example. Yeah. If it's a if it's a so yeah, that's that's possibly true. Um, the the big thing, uh, also you know, uh, Jennifer wasn't like a huge fan of us having that much scrutiny, right? In our lives, uh, I don't think that this would be the same thing. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It'd, it'd be, I, I don't think that they would be at our house, for example, or any of that. Yeah, kind of I stuff. saw that. I saw that clip where they were at your house. Yeah, uh, and because that was that was a big problem for her because she was like, I don't want them at the house. And I'm like, oh, that won't happen. And then they were at the house. <laughs> um, so so there's that. Um, and then finally, the last thing was, you know, I've got a job now where uh, I have to appear sane. <laughs> and so Paul, we saw this, this show, we saw this documentary on TV last night and uh funny story, you come off as a crackpot. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Uh and I said and this is what I said, you know, if I talk about this and I talk about, you know, hypothetically this might be happening or whatever, that's great, but you can take out hypothetically it could be and then just cut <laughs> to me saying this is what's happening. Right. And so you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Hey, Betty, what's up? Try some of my pudding. I'm not trying any pudding. It's got milk in it. Nope. No thanks. But I made it. Okay, I'll try some of your pudding. Here. Come on. No, that's enough. Mm. Thank you, Betty. That's uh, the rule. What just happened? Oh, Betty uh, put some pudding in my mouth. She made pudding. Well, I, do you, Can you hear me? No, you cut out. What happened? Uh, Betty made some pudding. Okay. And it's one of those things where I'm not eating milk anymore. Again. <laughs> okay. But she made it, so I kind of had to. Yeah, yeah. That's how they get and you. it was good. That's how they get you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, Ben. Ben, I'm sorry. Hold on. Is your... Uh... Can you... Your, yeah, I know. I'm cutting out. Your I don't phone know freaking why it out. Is. Yeah, I'm. I don't know why. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I, I can hear it when it's happening, but I don't know why. No. Oh. Maybe it's a so, loose connection um, in the uh, in the jack hole. <laughs> a loose connection in the jack hole. <laughs> the Paul Goody story. Um. <laughs> so. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. Um, one of the things that I wanted to let you know. Yeah. Uh, we're we're at minute twenty two, <clears throat> something like that. I think this might be a good enough time to do uh, corrections. Hey, what do you know? Which there we have are some. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So for those of you who decided to start at episode, what episode are we on now? Uh, this is one forty three. For those of you who decide to start on episode one forty three for some reason. Uh, this is the the most reoccurring segment that we have. Um, at one point in time, Ben and I were talking, and I made the statement that we actually don't know as much as we think we know anymore. It used to be a time when you knew what you knew and you knew what you didn't know uh, because your brain would have the information or it wouldn't. Now, with Google and all that, we can look stuff up pretty much instantly and once we look it up we fool ourselves into thinking that we know it we're so, smarter than we think we're smarter than we are exactly so for the purposes of this podcast when ben and i talk we do not look things up and we just go with what's in our noggin <laughs> we know just how smart uh, we aren't exactly and it, it really is an eye-opener uh also uh, as as you said before um this sort of came about because of a time when I spent a good 15 minutes looking something up and going, hold on, Ben, Ben, hold on, hold on. I know, I know this, I know this. Um, but then what happens is uh, we have a reader uh, and a writer and a all about um, knowledgeable person named Jennifer Fact Checker, who goes through our podcast and lets us know uh, when we did something wrong, or if we need more information about something, uh, we might drop a, a large hint that we would like her to fill us in on what we did or did not know. And uh, it sometimes she does it, sometimes she doesn't. And today is a day that she did it. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Fact Checker is, of course, <clears throat> Jennifer Pratt, my wife. Uh, and I thank her. Every day for her service. 
uh, to this podcast. Uh, I try to <laughs> every day. So these aren't so much corrections as they just kind of fill in the gaps. Yes. Or further research. Um, I guess we were talking about active active shooters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I know I know the specific thing that uh, this is one of those cases where I dropped a big hint uh, in it because um, the question or, or the the thing that we were talking about was that probably an active shooter situation lasts longer than you think it does. Oh, I see. Because it feels like, like it like, lasts a long time. Like people, people come in. Uh, or no, when we think of it, you know, I think I could be wrong. I think of it as somebody comes in, bang, 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 bang. Cops come, you know. Yeah. Like it's like it's over in, you know, before it's, you know, too long. Yeah. But it could be longer. And I think it is longer. More than, more than, you know, I th- when we think of, when we think of the firing exchange, right? We think of it as a long thing, but, um, oh, I remember what it was. We were talking about people, you know, the good guy with a gun concept. Right. And that the good guy with the gun might not actually return fire immediately, might run away. Oh, because that's what, and then yeah, you're supposed to run and look hide, around. find cover, and then, you know, return fire. Yeah, if if possible. There was a there was a st- I'll read this correction and then I'll tell you what happened in the news lately. There Okay, okay so um she goes on she says the FBI did a study on active shooter events and uh, determined that over 70% of them end before the police arrive. Ah. Um, and then she says strange strangely and frustratingly the average time of such an event is not stated in the report. So yeah, how long, you know, how long are these events and how long is the average uh response time from the police? Anyway, another fun fact in the report, in 3% of events, an active shooter was stopped by a good guy with a gun. 3%, which totals 5. 5 good guys stopped the bad guys. That was in this report. Now, um, wow! Just this last week, or within the last couple weeks, there was a there was. I don't know all the details, so I'm gonna get a lot of things wrong. But the you know the the broad strokes are basically correct. There was a there was a, a shooter in a public area. There was a good guy with a gun. He was he was African American. And the police, oh, no. the police shot oh, him, no. and he died. Oh no! Oh, as soon as you said it, I was like, I yeah. know it's, where this is going. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. Um, wow. Uh, speaking of the police and how they screw up, whether intentionally or not, unfortunately, uh, this is uh, this is number two. Unfortunately, pol- hello to all of our police uh, <laughs> listeners. Uh, we. Appreciate your service. Unfortunately, police have a huge problem with committing acts of domestic violence. The rates of domestic violence among the law enforcement community is much higher than the general population. That blue line creates an environment where the perpetrator's activities are handled, quote, in-house, and the offenders protected from legal and social repercussions. In fact, there was a huge scandal in Tacoma a few years back when the Tacoma police chief shot his wife and himself in front of their kids. That's horrible. Wow. Tacoma! There was a... Um, I think the reason she mentioned that is uh, we talked about one of the initiatives that passed here in Washington where uh, it's going to be easier to hold police accountable for... Uh, I thought it was for, like, unnecessary violence, like killing people when they didn't need to, but I guess it might also... Um, Oh no! Whether, I remember what it was. Whether or not, the, uh, also, uh, also, what's the word I'm looking for? It also pertains to domestic violence. There was actually, I believe, what it was is that uh, there was a measure that was passed that would make it harder for people to obtain weapons if they had committed domestic violence. This is that true. Was one oh yeah, the, and then you're like, what about the police? And then okay. the question is, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what? So how does that work? With people who use weapons in their job. Yeah. Because, you know, you would... 
someone could make the argument it wouldn't be me because uh, <laughs> I'm not in Washington State. And I don't, as a rule, like to mess with police that much. But it would be it would be an interesting question, I think, to yeah. ask. I you know it's it's not easy being a police officer, right? It's one of the hardest jobs no. you can have. And the um, what makes it worse is that, and I see this all the time, when you are doing your job, there are people filming you, waiting for you to make a mistake. So they can so they can put it on the internet. That is the yeah. only job where that exists. Nobody comes up to me at my desk and filming me with an iPhone, waiting for me to screw up. Well, but when I screw the, up, people don't die. That, one of the things that I, I it, this is a bad corollary, maybe, but it is a corollary. Uh, the difference between working a regular fast food job and working at Subway where you're making the sandwich up front where the people are so that they see you while you're doing it is a little stressful. There's, there's a little bit more. Right. Um, because they're like, Hey, are you going to, you know, put more olives on there? You know, that kind of thing. It's sort of the same thing. I'm just making sure that everybody's safe here. That, that concept. Yeah. Um, and- you know, it's one of the, they say, you know, all the terrible things that uh, have been per- have been perpetrated by the police are just a few bad apples. And then, you know, but those are those are the only stories you hear about. You never hear about the uh, the times where the police, you know, did something good. Um, but the. But when people say those were just a few bad apples, other people go on to say, yeah, but a few bad apples spoils the entire bunch. And, yeah. and um, you know, it's this is my, like, this is my white privilege coming out. I'm not afraid of the police if I'm not doing something wrong. Uh, there, was a, there was a thing that I saw that somebody posted a while back when I was still on Twitter which I think is great, and I think maybe echoes something we talked about on this before, um, that white people think the police are customer service for life. Right. Like, if, something, if, if you're upset about how life is going, you call the police and complain about it. Right. My neighbor's music is too loud. <laughs> um, for example, uh, there's a guy who's sitting on this bench and I don't think he should be here. Yeah. This this you know, this person is making me uncomfortable. Right, exactly. Um and and somebody had and in that in that context was talking about how if you are um in some immigrant communities you never call the police. Because when they sh- like even if somebody is stolen from you even if because when they show up, it never makes things better. It right. only makes it more complicated. Right. So yeah, it's a, a, a definite, a definite different feeling. Of, um, you know, as far as that goes. But I'll tell you this: I don't know if you're the same way, but if I'm driving and I see a police car, I get scared <laughs> instantly. Like just frightened. Like. Like like when you're about to fall off of a chair and you catch yourself, that kind of <gasps> really that that fear. Yeah, you don't get that. I wouldn't say I get scared. I do get anxious because yeah. I don't want to get a speeding ticket, and that's the right, o- exactly that's the that's, only I, thing. That's the only thing that like I'm scared of. I'm not afraid of like them searching my car and finding drugs. I'm not afraid of you know, being shot because of the color of my skin. It's basically, I don't want a speeding ticket. And that's the only thing that right. makes me nervous. But but that's the only I, thing I that I me, should be nervous about, you know? That anxiousness, <clears throat> um, for me anyway, right? It doesn't jump to the speeding ticket at first. At first, I'm just scared. And then, and but but yeah, the root of it is I don't want to get pulled over for speeding. Am I driving correctly? Oh, what about right. my taillights? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, have my tabs um, expired? Do I have a brake light out? Exactly. Uh, and so that's another thing. Uh, you know, the job where 
where your mere presence makes people nervous <laughs> is the other thing. Yeah. You know, it's a, and, and there are certain, uh, again, you talk about bad apples. There are certain people who maybe like that. Uh, you think about civil service jobs. There are certain people that you use the term petty tyrant, uh, people who know that you need, you need your car tabs, right? Yeah. When you go to the DMV. And so they're going to treat you like you're stupid, you know, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or, or send you back home, even though you, you know, have almost all of your paperwork. Um, now me, because I'm a rules guy, like if I don't have all of my paperwork, I'm not going to stand there and argue. I'm going to be like, oh, no, my paperwork. And I'm going to, like, go and get it. Right. But I've been to the DMV before where, where especially, uh, or at least around here, this is, you know, the Midwest kind of thing. It's, it's a parent and their child. And the parent is trying to argue with the DMV about something to do with their child's driver's license. Uh, and usually it's, well, we called and the lady said that we didn't need that. And the person says, I'm the only warm woman working here and I never talked to you. So I have no <laughs> idea who you talked to. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, every single time I go, it's like that. It's it's just like in the 1990s, anytime that you went to a Chuck E. Cheese, there was at least one dad carrying a kid out by his arm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sorry, go ahead. You were saying? Oh no, I um, I I can't remember the last time I was in a DMV. I do everything online. Um, oh, that's yeah. I um, like I need to renew my car tabs. You know, so I just I just do that online. I don't I don't have to go in. Uh, yeah, I I renewed my tabs online for the first time. Uh, I think ever. And my my uh, the last time I actually went in to like uh something like that was when I got my driver's license uh, about five years ago, five and a half years ago. Mm. I, w I got one of Washington State's enhanced driver's licenses. So I th oh, yeah. the requirements to to get one of those is insane. And because I had to provide a piece of mail that had to be like a bill or something official that had my address on it. Yeah. The problem is... I don't receive bills in the mail. I don't have anything like that that has my address. And, oh, and fortunately, yeah. I keep everything. At least at this point, I did. So I had like my very first Comcast bill, which you had, which they wow. mailed to you before you know I signed up for for auto pay. But when I was in Illinois, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. When I, well, when I was in there. Uh, like, I had all my things. I had, like, my social security card. I had this bill that had my life, my, my uh, address on it. And there's, like, three or four other pieces of documentation that they needed. And uh, the person helping me was still really gruff and, and yeah. short. And, like, the person who was in after me didn't have something. And they just, like got a tongue lashing you know and i just yeah, i just yeah, want to yeah. say this is not that big of a deal <laughs> why are you treating this like it's a it's the worst thing in the world so so one of the things on that line in illinois uh it can't be a cable bill it has to be a utility bill really yeah but the internet and, is a utility well yeah i guess you know what it could be it could be considered that now. Um, you know, that's a really good point. Yeah. I don't... But... I uh, the, uh, Yeah, yeah, sorry. Apparently, um, now you can just bring in a printout of your bill. But oh, okay. That wasn't the case when I signed up for my driver's... my uh, To get my enhanced driver's license. But uh, uh, someone I know just went through it recently. And yeah, they said that... You, uh, all they had to do was print it out. A lot of the reasons why that stuff is around here is people are afraid. Like there's a there's a big fear. Uh, Jennifer and I have talked about this before. I don't think you and I have talked about this. Of people going into the wrong school district. Like fraudulently 
making their kids go to or getting their kids to go to a different school district than they actually belong in. Okay. Like this is a this is a big like lawmakers and and the general public and things like that will always bring it up that people are trying to get into our school, you know, and things like that. Uh, so that's a little crazy, but I think that's why it might be a utility bill instead of a cable bill. Ah. Uh, because, you know, you, you need to be the person renting. Cause I, I could see, for example, you know, my, my uncle letting me pay his cable bill <clears throat> so that that's my address, quote unquote, yeah. or whatever. I don't have an uncle. Uh, it just that I know it of. just seemed pretty uh, antiquated even at that time, uh, and I have to I have to renew it next year on my birthday, and uh, I don't know yet if I'll have to go in or if Ooh. I can do it online. Driver's license test. Uh, can you imagine having to do that? You know, I've heard uh. people saying that once you pass a certain age, we should start re-evaluating your driving skills. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, I don't... You, because I'm be, closer to those ages. Well, yeah, but oh, it'll be a while. Gosh. Like, I'm, I think they're, they're saying, like, when you're, you know, 80. 85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not, I know, can see that. It's not like when you turn 50 or anything like that. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I'm closer to 50 than I am to 40 now. <laughs> which is weird. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, was that the only... Were there only two corrections yeah, or were there more? that was it. We're done with the corrections. Oh, hey, we did it. Once again. Um, so, here's a question for you. Yeah. I've been hearing this song lately, and I don't know why. Maybe it was on, like, another movie, or maybe it was on TV or something. It's, and I don't even know if it's called Invincible or if it's called something else, uh, by Pat Benatar. Okay. Um, I don't know it. Does it, um, we will be invincible. Um, Was it used in an ad campaign recently? Maybe, uh, but I, I I heard it enough that I wanted to look up and see what it was, and it turns out it's the theme song for a movie called The Legend of Billie Jean. Now, here's my question. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. All right. Uh, I describe this as the most 80s movie that ever 80'd. <laughs> And I had never heard of it before either. The Legend of Billie Jean. The Legend of Billie Jean. It's from 1985. It stars a woman whose last name is Slater. I think it's Helen Slater. I could be wrong. Uh, Christian Slater plays her brother, which apparently caused a whole bunch of confusion because they're not related. Okay, yeah. I wonder how uh, people he, got confused. He had bleach blonde hair. In it, um, Yardley Smith, voice of Lisa Simpson, was also in it. And the plot, like, I read it on IMDb, and it it makes little to no sense. Uh, (laughs) like, on the face of it, it's it's not incoherent. I mean, all uh, this is one of those things that I, I hate. There is a plot. Uh, it's just that I don't know what the, uh, no, I mean, I understand what the point is. I get, uh, what are you uh, trying to say? Kristen, there, Paul? Kristen Slater has a, has a scooter and these guys wreck his scooter and beat him up. And so she goes somewhere to get help, but the guy, that she wants to help her tries to rape her and Christian Slater accidentally shoots him. What's the name? And of, then what's the name of this movie again? It's called the legend of Billy Jean. Right. Uh, so then she takes a hostage 
And then someone makes a lot of merchandise based off of her. She cuts her hair at some point. And then... You, you got all this from a plot synopsis? Yes. <laughs> then the, the... There's a rally for her, but then they find out that that she had a bad time. Uh... And people were lying about things about her or something. So they end up burning all of her merchandise. And then they move to Vermont. And Christian Slater sees a red snowmobile. And that's Rosebud. the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's actually a very good point. Um, but apparently uh, when Pat Benatar would play the movie and uh, would play the song in concert... She said, this is from the worst movie ever made, which, you know, doesn't bode well for it. But it's one of these things where I can't believe that I've never heard of it. And it's it, and I, it has nothing to do with Michael Jackson. No. And that that is another question, though. When did Billie Jean come out? It was around Ooh, the same time, right? Thriller was, I want to say it was 83 or 84. Oh man! This is one of those details. This is I'm a chicken and egg scenario now, <laughs> because this movie came oh, out in '85. My... Yeah. So I mean, it, it is weird, right? Billie Jean is a is a kind of a. Um, I, I made a joke at one point in time that the song Billie Jean was about Billie Jean King. Right. Uh, and Michael Jackson didn't want to mention it, you know, uh, because she, uh, you know, wanted to uh, be uh, out of the public eye in that respect. Um, but it doesn't make us a, a lot of sense that this legend of Billie Jean and the song Billie Jean came out so close together. There has to be some kind of... There's got to be some corollary connection yeah 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 even even if if the person when going what should i name the heroine in my <laughs> screenplay oh i know you know that kind of I've, thing i've written three different screenplays but they're all they're all kind of jumbled maybe i should just combine them yeah exactly a singular now, character. here's every every short film i've ever written <laughs> together in one thing um the uh the wizard of oz uh there was an apocryphal thing uh and i don't know if l frank Baum said it or if somebody else said it that he came up with the name oz because he had uh an encyclopedia or like it was either an encyclopedia or a or a large dictionary or whatever I uh yeah, I I, the, I seem to remember seeing something in a movie. I think I want to say John Ritter played L. Frank Baum. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that sounds exactly and right. And he got so the first letter is. I think it was on a file cabinet. It's A through it's A through N and then yeah, o, o through Z. Z. Yeah. So and the Wizard of Anne just didn't sound you know sellable. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, um, I I think <laughs> and the great and powerful in uh, in whatever you call it, uh, Adventure Time. Have I mentioned this before? Adventure they're Time. They're in the land of yeah, they're in the land of Ooh. It's called the land of Ooh. Uh, yeah, I've never seen it, but I don't know if we've talked about it. And uh, and I think it's funny, maybe if it's uh, Oohs and Oz. So, ah. but then it would be the land of ooze, mm. not ooh, but uh, who Oos. knows? But but there is there are some similarities, like the the different kingdoms having different uh, people in charge of them and stuff like that. They pulled a because uh, they pulled a, a daredevil to no, they pulled a teenage mutant ninja turtles to the Wizard of Oz's daredevil, where oh, like yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in TMNT the the main baddies are the hand. No, the foot, whereas in Daredevil the foot, it's the hand. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um 
But, like, because, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, uh, I, I can't name them all, but the Munchkins are just in, in one quarter. There's also the Winkies and two other little guys. Really? I've never read who they are. Yeah, yeah. I've never read it. Oh, uh, see, it's a. This is the thing is, it's a whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole series of books. And I've read, like, so many of them. I've told you this before, I think. Uh, he and I were born on the same, like, we had the same birthday. <laughs> uh, Date-wise. Born on the same not, date. Not year-wise, obviously. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, which is, of course, the Mercuralia celebration of Mercury, oh. known as Hermes in the Greek mythology. Yes. I did not so realize that's kinda... uh, that that was that day. Yep. Totally true. Also, interestingly enough, uh, that is the day that, um, like, merchants are supposed to go and, like, do something with a fountain in Rome, I think. I don't know if they still do, but they might. People are weird as far as that kind of stuff It was also the day that The Matrix Reloaded was released. Really? How did you know that? Because I had a poster... And uh, oh. and all it was was just you know the green data text background and five dot fifteen. So wait, Matrix Reloaded was that number two, or is that number three? I, th- I think it was number two, and and Matrix Revolutions. Revolutions, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. I've seen yep. I've seen the last two. I mean, I've seen The Matrix a bunch of times, but I've seen the last two yeah. movies once a piece. I believe the same is true with me. Did we see either of those together? We might have. No. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I didn't know you when The Matrix came out, but it's possible that right, we... that, and that's why I said no because uh, I was in Canada when yeah. The Matrix came out. Uh, which was fun. It was uh, actually Andy and I went to see it. And we were like, what do you want to do? Well, let's see this dumb Keanu Reeves movie <laughs> is what we said. And we had absolutely no inkling of uh, what it was at the time. That's something that people, I think I mentioned this before, people don't realize. Is that when, when The Matrix first came out, there was no hint in the trailers or anything like that that it was, you know, this alternate I, reality science fiction yeah. kind of thing. Or how much of an impact it would have. I don't remember a lot of the marketing materials, um, but what yeah. I do know is that it was released, and I think I've mentioned this before, it was released on the same day as 10 Things I Hate About You. And oh. so a bunch of my a <laughs> bunch of my friends wanted to go see The Matrix, and I'm like, guys... Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? And it was a Wednesday of all days. They were both released on a Wednesday. I, I'm in it. I'm in this one. <laughs> it's funny because... Um, I wish I was in the other one. The 13th Floor came out around the same time. I don't even know if it was the same. It might have been the same year. Uh, they both deal with uh, alternate reality stuff. Huh. Um. And I don't know. There's some stuff in the 13th floor that I like better. Yeah. Um, but in, and this is the thing I was going to tell. We're coming all around full circle. The one thing I would say with to the guy who's doing this um, documentary about the world being a simulation. What is the rule of pretty much any simulation? Don't pretend like I. You have to pretend like it's real. Right. If you if you're in the middle, uh, this is the example I use. If you're in the middle of like a uh, firefighter training course, and you turn to someone and go, "Don't worry, you're not really on fire," <laughs> they're gonna go, "What did you just do? What do you guys? Come on!" Well, I look at you know, I look at it this way. Um, once you acknowledge the simulation, the simulation ends, and. The, and the reason I uh, think that is because when you're dreaming uh-huh. and, you, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm dreaming, that's when you wake up. Well, you do, but I, I will say that I do not always wake up during that time. Uh, well, then you're more advanced than us, sir. Here, 
no, no, not just not just me, other people too. But here's the thing, Ben. It's a struggle <clears throat> to stay in the dream. Yeah. When you're when you realize you're dreaming. Well, because I've I've tried doing this too, and the reason I the reason I say um you wake up is because once I notice that I'm dreaming, I've never I've tried lucid dreaming before, so I've never really been able to achieve it. But once once I realize yeah. that I'm dreaming, I try to control the dream. And I think that's, you know, my brain's like, oh, you're working too hard. Time to wake up. Yeah. Well, for me, it's it's exactly um, sort of the opposite. It's it's like got to keep it together. Got to keep it together. <laughs> uh, er, you know, and oftentimes, like, I feel like there's a time limit. Like, I don't have a lot of time. I need to get whatever I want to do done. Right. Before I wake up. Um, so I I think it's the same. I, I think you and I actually have a, a very similar experience. It's just that I've been luckier as far <laughs> as staying in it for a little bit longer. There are times when, like, for instance, if I'm in a dream and I look in a mirror and my face is weird. Right. Where I'm like, ah, this is this is that time. Okay, um, there was a there was a weird time when I had a a dream where there was a tree that had frisbees on it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's and a some tree. of the frisbees were overripe, and so they were floppy. And I'm like, okay, I'm dreaming. This is a dream. And then again, you know, I only had I, a few little times. I never chew gum. But I have this recurring dream where I'm chewing gum and I'm trying to get the gum uh -huh. out of my mouth and it can't it's it's like stuck in my mouth. I can't get it out. And so oh, weird. I've tried to every time that happens, and man, it happens more often than it should. I'm like, okay, I never chew gum. This must be a dream. But nothing I'm not able to do anything until I get the goddamn gum out of my mouth and it's yeah. not happening. Oh, You've had this before, I'm sure, where you're like, huh, normally this happens when I'm dreaming, right. but it's happening in real life now. Yeah, exactly. That's odd. And then you wake <laughs> up and you're like, ah! Dang it! <laughs> there, was, there was one time uh, when I was a... The first time that I remember specifically uh, having this happen is when I was a kid. Uh, I was running around outside, and instead of wearing boots, I was wearing the liners of my boots... Yeah. And the liners were brown instead of blue. And I'm like, that's weird. Why do I have these brown? Oh, my gosh. There's no way that this could be real. <laughs> these liners are not brown. They're blue. I know it. And I was able to, like, run around and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty cool. Because it is still real, like. It's... I can't describe it, but it's a, it's this, you have this feeling of freedom kind of, yeah. cause you know that you can't get hurt, I guess. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a big thing. If I've learned anything from movies is that if you die in a simulation or in a dream, you die in real life. Yeah, that's not true. I, I've told you that story before, how I died in a dream. I got thrown off of a lighthouse by some gorillas, <laughs> like actual gorillas, like, like actual. And I remember, I remember falling and I remember dying. Uh, yeah. And it was weird. Yeah. Uh, but, but uh, I love the idea if maybe that's how I'm actually going to die. <laughs> You're going to be thrown off of a lighthouse by some gorillas. Yeah, exactly. You've just seen your future. And until then. Yeah, exactly. Senior future, when I'm very old. <laughs> Senior future, and uh, I I turn eighty. <laughs> Wait a second! You gotta, oh my god! And you gotta get your you gotta renew your driver's license. I take the test renew again. My driver's license. And the person who's testing you is a gorilla. And he's like, "Let's go to the lighthouse, buddy." <laughs> and I'm like, "I knew it." You failed. Ben, where are you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of failing, um. I am going to be going to uh, Trivia Night in about an hour. Oh, yeah. Is that like at a bar uh, or we, something? We do. 
Uh, it's actually at a church. Oh. That a friend of mine uh, attends, and uh, so we're the ringers, basically. <laughs> we're the people who, who they bring in. Uh, and we do okay, but we've never won yet, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, speaking of looking forward to it, hey, Benny! Oh, God. Uh, we, know, we know now that this uh, does not last that long. Right. Um, but we'll see. We've, we'll see how it goes. We've worn out our welcome. Yeah, exactly. Hey, buddy. Hello. So, uh, how are things? Uh, average. Things are average. Things are average. How'd your pudding go? Good. 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 Okay. Well, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Okay. Well, hey, Betty. I love you. Bye. Bye. All right. And that was talking to Betty. And Ben. Paul. Between now and the next time we speak, I would like you to keep it wrong. Oh, right back at you, Paul. Keep it wrong. Hey. Uh, All day and all night. Thanks, Ben. Hey, I'll do my best. And I'll talk to you more later. All right. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye.